Hello everybody and welcome to today's episode of Worship Made Personal, where we analyze worship songs and we look at the biblical foundations of the songs and we talk about what those songs can speak to our hearts. I hope that you enjoy listening to today's episode. For today's episode, we are going to be analyzing the song Champion by Dante Bow and Bethel Music. I'm super excited for today's episode. Now before we get into the song, if you have not heard this song yet, I strongly recommend that you go listen to it now. There is a link in the description of this episode that will take you to a YouTube video of the song. Also, if you want to be looking at the lyrics of the song as you listen to this podcast episode, there is a link in the description of this episode for the lyrics as well. I strongly recommend you listen to the song first before listening to this podcast episode. That way you can truly understand what's going on, and get all that you can out of this episode. Now, God bless, and let's enjoy this episode together. The beginning of this song is verse 1. It states, I've tried so hard to see it. It took me so long to believe it that you'd choose someone like me to carry your victory. There are many times as believers that we can feel broken and unworthy because of the sins we've committed. But it's important for us to remember that we are new creations in Jesus Christ. The devil likes to come along and convince us that we are still ugly and gross and that we are still just disgusting in the sight of God. But that's not true. God loves us. He sees us for who we are and he makes us into new creations. He makes us into holy and righteous beings in him. When we doubt the fact that God is truly choosing us, That is a stronghold that we need to overcome because sometimes we can know it in our minds but not truly know salvation in our hearts. It's sometimes we know that Jesus has chosen us and made us free. We can know that in our minds, but we need that knowledge. We need that truth to make its journey to our hearts so that we can truly know what it's like to be free. So in moments when the devil tries to come and make you doubt that Jesus has chosen you or make you doubt who you are in him now that you have been set free from sin, remember this. Remember Romans 5 verse 8. It says, But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Remember what Christ did. 
because Christ's sacrifice has power over everything. And we are made new because he chose us. When you doubt your new creation in Jesus Christ, remember 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, which says, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Take this verse and speak it over yourself. Say, you know what? The devil's trying to make me doubt who I am in Christ right now, but I am a chosen person. I am a royal priest. I am part of a holy nation. I am God's special possession. That I may declare the praises of him who has called me out of darkness and into his wonderful light. Jesus didn't die so we could stay in darkness. Jesus died so we could come into his wonderful light, as the scripture says. So embrace your freedom in him today. And embrace that you are now in the kingdom of light because he chose you. Just as the end of verse 1 of this song says, he'd choose someone like us to carry his victory. And because of this, he is our champion. And so as 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says, He establishes who we are, a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And because he is our champion who has chosen us, we then declare his praises because he has called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. The next part of the song is verse 2. It states, Perfection could never earn it. You give what we don't deserve, and you take the broken things and raise them to glory. Just like we talked about in verse 1. When we were talking about how a lot of times we can doubt our freedom in Jesus, or it feels sometimes like we're still gross and ugly, sinful human beings. And a lot of times when we feel that way, it's because we are seeing ourselves through the perspective and lens of our human works. We are seeing ourselves through the lens of what we've done rather than who Jesus has made us to be. However, remember, we are human beings, not human doings. So who you are is not determined by what you do. It's determined by who Christ has made you into when he saved you and has made you into a new creation. Many times when we see ourselves as through the lens of what we do, we tend to have a biased opinion to remember more of the horrible things we've done rather than the righteous good things we've done for the kingdom. I know that's true at least for myself when I think of, oh, what are things I've done? I tend to remember 
a whole lot of the bad things, but forget often the good things that I've done for the kingdom. But thank God that our salvation and who we are in Jesus is not based on our works. It's based on who he's made us into, and then our works are an expression and proof of who he has made us into in him. Just like verse 2 says, perfection could never earn it. He gives what we don't deserve, and he takes the broken things and raises them to glory. Romans chapter 11 verse 6 says, And if by grace, then it cannot be based on works. If it were, grace would no longer be grace. That's a powerful scripture. Because it talks about exactly what we've been talking about. How we cannot earn the love of God. We cannot earn our place as being new creations in his glorious kingdom. All we can do is submit ourselves to him. And he gives us grace upon grace upon grace. And praise God for that. Psalm chapter 147 verse 3 says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Thankfully, he doesn't just see us through who he has made us into as new creations in him. He also heals our broken hearts. Whether our broken hearts are broken because of what people have done to us, or oftentimes in my case, in things that I've done to hurt myself because of past sins or evil desires or something. And he doesn't just leave us there. He heals our broken hearts. And then he raises us to glory. Because he loves us. And he wants us to be like him. Because the Lord is our champion. He fights for us. And he desires to win for us. And to win in us. Therefore, because of that, he is our ultimate champion. Because we couldn't earn his love. We couldn't earn his victories. We couldn't earn anything from him. Yet he still gives to us and fights for us as our champion. Onto the chorus. The chorus of this song says, You are my champion. Giants fall when you stand undefeated. Every battle you've won. I am who you say I am. You crown me with confidence. I am seated in the heavenly place undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. This chorus just gushes with praises about God and his strength and his might because the Lord is our champion you know the Bible says that the Lord is a warrior the Lord is his name and as a warrior he's always victorious therefore he is the ultimate champion 
just as the end of the chorus says, undefeated with the one who has conquered it all. Psalms chapter 118, verses 7 through 17 says, The Lord is with me. He is my strong champion. I look and triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. All the nations surrounded me, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They surrounded me on every side, but in the name of the Lord I cut them down. They swarmed around me like bees, but they were consumed as quickly as burning thorns. In the name of the Lord I cut them down. I was pushed back and about to fall, but the Lord helped me. The Lord is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. Shouts of joy and victory resound in the tents of the righteous. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand is lifted high. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. I will not die, but live and will proclaim what the Lord has done. And why is that? Because the Lord is my champion. This passage of scripture is so powerful in proclaiming the victories of the Lord as our champion. We can take refuge in him because he is our strength, he is our joy, and he is our victory. And, t- and there are times in life when the battles of life come and we're just cutting them down on every side in the name of the Lord because the Lord's name is what gives us power. You notice every victory that David states right here, it's a victory in the name of the Lord because it is the Lord's name that gave him victory, the Lord's name that gave him power because the Lord is our champion. And then even when the battles of life become too great, the Lord saved him and the Lord saves us. When we have been fighting in our lives and just trying to fight for the kingdom and when spiritual battle after spiritual battle after spiritual battle, no matter what comes up, we do it in the name of the Lord and he gives us victory. And then in the times where we just feel like it's so overwhelming and we're not sure whether or not the victory will come, we depend on God and he is our victory and he always comes through to us. And as this passage passage says twice, the Lord's right hand has done mighty things. The Lord's right hand has done mighty things. We fight for his kingdom. And he honors us as his warriors. And then he fights for us as well, especially when we're not strong. And so we can be thankful today that the Lord is our champion. And remember and praise him for who he is today as your champion in life, in battles, in anything you're going through. Praise God today and meditate on the fact that he is your champion. When we are honoring who Jesus is as our champion, let's remember what it's like to worship a champion. Back in ancient times, 
you know, there would be massive battles or massive brutal competitions where there would be champions who emerged. And these champions, the people adored and looked up to. For example, Alexander the Great, you know, when he would enter a place, people would just be in awe, like, wow, there's Alexander the Great. Look how wonderful he is. He's so mighty and strong. Or for example, a better example, when David would go out as king and fight battles and then come back victorious, even before he was crowned king. You know, it it says that Saul slayed his thousands and David his tens of thousands. The people looked up to David and adored him as their champion. He would come in and the crowds would cheer and they would give him honor and praise because of the mighty deeds he has done. How much bigger and more magnificent are the deeds and the battles won by God. He deserves so much praise and adoration and awe from us than anyone anyone ever did, you know? Think about who is a famous celebrity or athlete, movie star, anything to where if they walked in the room, you would just freak out and you would be in awe and you would just adore them and talk about how amazing they are. Who, who is someone in your life that you would consider that? Whether it's a movie star, an athlete, someone who you would consider a champion. Now I want you to take that same mindset and apply it to God. And remember, what are the things he's done for you? What are the ways he's come through to you? It's important for us to give him the praise and honor he deserves. So when you go into your daily quiet times with the Lord, when the Holy Spirit comes and y'all are just spending time together, imagine it as if your champion just entered the room because he has. Or when you're in worship and his presence just falls and his presence just envelops you. Think about it. Your champion just entered the room. Your champion just entered your heart. So how are you going to react? Remember to praise him and honor him the way he deserves because the Lord is our champion. The next part of the song is verse 3. It states, Now I can finally see it. You're teaching me how to receive. So let all the striving cease. This is my victory. Verse 3 is a fulfillment and a completion of the concepts we were talking about in verse 1 and verse 2 of this song. Because if you remember, in verse 1, we were talking about how we have trouble sometimes believing that Jesus would choose us and that we need to receive that. 
And then in verse 2, we talked about how we could never earn the grace or the love of God, yet he still is our champion and he gives us grace and he makes us into new creations. He heals our broken hearts and raises us to glory. Now verse 3 is saying, now I can finally see it. You're teaching me how to receive. So he's teaching us how to receive his grace that we couldn't comprehend in verse 1. So let all the striving cease. In verse 2, we were having a hard time comprehending that we couldn't earn God's grace or God's love. But now it says, so let all the striving cease. Meaning it's not saying let us stop working for the kingdom or anything like that. or Let us not work hard in life or anything like that. That is not what it's saying. It's saying let all the striving cease that we do for earning, trying to earn grace, trying to earn God's love, you know, just receiving it. And then it says, this is my victory. Well, what is our victory? Our victory is the fact that we don't have to earn the grace and the mercies and the peace and the love of God. Our victory is simply in receiving it from him. That is our victory. Mark chapter 11, verse 24 states, Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. This is a very popular and famous scripture because it is talking about having faith and being humble and willing to go before our God and ask him for things because he is a loving father who wants to bless us. Um, this verse can many times be used for people asking for blessings or material things, which it's not wrong to ask for, but let's not just stop there. Let's ask for deeper things. For example, it says, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. So what are some things in your heart outside of the physical? What are some things in your heart that you need? For example, just as we were talking about in verse 1 and verse 2 of this song, I need to learn and truly know more in my heart about Jesus choosing me, and I need to learn how to receive that. Verse 2, I need to learn how to receive his grace and receive his blessings which I don't deserve and remember that I don't have to earn them so when it comes to this scripture and praying for things that we need let's ask for things of the heart as well so for example for me I need to pray that I understand the concepts expressed in verse 1 and verse 2 of this song So, dear Jesus, would you please teach me to receive? Would you please teach me how to rest in your presence and realize I don't need to strive for your love and that I just need to enjoy relationship with you and being who you've made me into? And that the works I do 
aren't because of trying to earn anything, but simply living in who you have made me into as an expression of my faith. So, dear Jesus, would you please help me and speak to me and help me to fully understand the concepts you are speaking in this song. In Jesus' name, amen. Just as the scripture says, whatever I ask for in prayer, if I believe that I have received it, it will be mine. Therefore, what are the deep concepts in your heart that you truly want to understand when it comes to Jesus? Pray about it. Ask him to reveal his truth and his wisdom to you. Believe you've received it, and then it will be yours. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57 says, But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is reflective of the end of verse 3 of this song, which says, So let all the striving cease. This is my victory. The Lord gives us victory through Jesus, because the scripture says, but thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So be thankful for that today, that he gives us victory because he is our champion. The last part of the song we're going to analyze is the bridge. It says, when I lift my voice and shout, every wall comes crashing down. I have the authority Jesus has given me. When I open up my mouth, miracles start breaking out. I have the authority Jesus has given me. We've been talking this whole song about how Jesus is our champion. Well, part of what makes a champion a champion and a legend a legend is that the champion doesn't just win battles, he bestows his greatness on others. Therefore, as our champion, Jesus bestows his greatness and his authority on us as believers. So as we've gone throughout this song and we have meditated and thought about how sometimes it's hard to receive the grace of God. We've had a journey on this song. We have gone on a journey throughout this song. We started out with having trouble receiving and understanding the grace of God. And then in verse 2, we talked about how now we understand his grace a little bit more but now we're growing to a new level level of understanding that we can't earn it that we can simply receive it from him and then in the chorus we proclaimed who he is as our champion because we have we are now starting to learn how to receive his love and we're starting to learn how we don't have to earn his blessings or his grace or his mercy because he is our champion so we are proclaiming who he is as our champion in the chorus and then in verse three we have finally learned what it's like to receive the grace of god and to not have to strive after um his mercy or we don't have to strive after salvation and that our ultimate victory is in him And then, now that we've learned all those things, we go to the bridge. 
where we learn to live in the authority and the power that Jesus has given us. So if you see throughout this song, we've gone on a journey of learning about God's grace and growing more into it and understanding it more and more to proclaiming who he is so that now that we have received from him and learned from him and now that we are made new in him, he can breathe his authority into us and we can go out with the same power and might that he has. I think that is so impactful and so powerful. This song speaks about the journey that all of us go through as Christians. Our wrestlings in our hearts as we grow closer to him and grow into the powerful warriors of the kingdom of light that he has made us into. Matthew 28 Verse 18 says, And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Well, since all authority on heaven and on earth has been given to him, because he loves us as our champion, he then wants to give us that same authority. Luke chapter 10 verse 19 says, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Jesus gives us authority to tread on the serpents and scorpions in our lives and the darkness in our world so that we can overcome as victorious warriors and saints for his kingdom. The end of the scripture says, and nothing shall hurt you. There are a lot of times that we do not truly live in the authority and potential of the Holy Spirit that Jesus has placed in us. We have such power inside of us. He is our champion and he wants to make us into champions because he bestows his greatness on us. So proclaim who you are in him today. You are a champion now for his kingdom because he has made you one. Not because of works, not because of anything that you or I have ever done, simply because he loves us and he is making us more like himself every single day. Because there are a lot of times we do not live in the authority or the power that we can as believers, There are a lot of times we let ourselves get hurt and we let ourselves get wounded and we let ourselves get broken down by the enemy and by fears and doubts and sin because we do not truly understand the truths and believe who we are in Christ. But that's part of what we were working through with verse one. We were working through our doubts that he would choose someone like us, you know, our broken selves. And then we talk about and realize how he raises us and heals our hearts in him. He makes us into new creations so that now we can go out into the world and be victorious in him. So live in the authority that Jesus has given you today.
hope you've enjoyed today's episode of Worship Made Personal. If you liked today's episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and check out some of the episodes that I've made prior to this because there are so many great worship songs out there and they can speak to our hearts so much. Now, I hope as y'all go into this week that y'all live into the power and authority that Jesus has given us and remember who he is in your heart and be thankful for the love and the sacrifice he has made for you. God bless and have a fantastic week. Thank you.